0: and welcome back to Trenus Magnus Jabs Reality, presented by Two True Freaks. I'm your host Magnus, and man, it's been a long time since I've done one of these episodes of Trenus Magnus Jabs Reality, and the reason for that is, well, it should be kind of obvious, I would think. I've been trying to get Trenus Magnus Punches Reality back up off the ground and trying to turn that back into a little bit more of a going concern than it had been during the time of my hiatus, but uh. Anyway, uh, there's just a little bit of a bee in my bonnet that I've got here, and I wanted to uh, wanted to talk about it. Right now, as a lot of you may or may not know, actually, I'm thinking. You know what? You may not know because of the fact that I don't remember talking about this on my very much, and maybe not at all. But I've been doing my collecting of comics. Uh, lately uh, all of that's been done primarily through digital comics, right So if there's a particular issue that I want to read, odds are I'm uh, I'm gonna fire up my my Marvel app or my DC app or my comicsology app and, and and read it there And I've got quite a lot to say about that but uh, I'll circle back to that in just a little while. First, I want to get into a well, I'm going to get into a little bit of history here. Again, as a lot of you may know, or then again, you may not know, I came of age as a comic book fan and collector. I would say pretty, not quite at, at, at the pinnacle of the speculator bullshit that was happening in the late 80s and early 90s. Not quite at the pinnacle of that. It was, I don't know. I think I officially became a collector in the summer of 1990 whereas the speculator boom I think it peaked somewhere in the fall of 1993 so I was a little bit ahead of it but that still informs the majority of my most formative years as a comic book collector all that speculator shit that was going on you know with people buying two or three dozen copies of every image number one that's coming out or hey here's the first appearance of gambit and you can have it for the bargain basement price of $800 even at the time I don't mean like in retrospect you know looking back at it I mean guys even at the fucking time I I, I remember sitting there thinking who would pay these kinds of prices for these comics, you know It just seemed impossible to me, but nevertheless that was the market at that time and so you really have no choice but to roll with it as well as you can. So, there you have it. That's kind of the context in which I I, I sort of embarked upon my life as a comic book collector, right? So, there was that going on. Now guys, the reality is, I was a kid, okay, I was a fucking kid through all of this stuff. And so, you know, when you're a kid, you don't have a job, you don't have income, you like, you know, money and stuff uh, coming in, you don't really have that. You don't have the ability to drive around and uh, shop for back issues probably the way that you would want to. And obviously, you know, it's the early 90s, so it's not like the DC app or Marvel app or Comixology. None of that shit, no one had even thought about that yet. And so... Pretty much, at least the way that it worked for me, my collecting was very haphazard. You know, you get what you can get at the time that you can get it, right? That's pretty much the way that it worked. And one of the things that I discovered, I think pretty early on in my life as a collector, like I say, coming of age as I did, uh, as the speculator boom was nearing its peak. One of the things I discovered was that the speculators, in some ways they were my, my best friends, and in some ways they were, they were more like my worst enemies. And I'll, uh, I'll tell you what I mean. I am a collector, yes, but I am also a reader, right? And typically what people, th- there is a distinction, apparently, that needs to be drawn between collecting and reading. Somebody who is just a reader of comics, they'll go out, they'll, they'll buy their comic, and once they finished reading it, that's it. They don't really, I mean, I guess if they can hold on to the issue that they just read, they, they will. But if, God forbid, something terrible happens to it, it gets uh, run over by a truck, or it maybe lines the, the, the cage of some bird, Uh, The dog takes a dump on it, just, you know, whatever happens, happens. Well, whatever, I mean, they got, you know, the reader got, in theory, what he wanted to get out of it, so no big loss, right? On the other side of the spectrum, you've got the collectors who, maybe they'll read it and maybe they won't. What they really want is a complete run of something, and so it doesn't matter if the comic book is good or if it's bad, all of that's kind of beside the point. The collector wants to have a complete run of this title or that title or the other or or fucking whatever, you know? That's what they're in for. And where I think a lot of us in, in this hobby sort of come down, we're somewhere in the middle where we want to collect, yes, but we also want to read, right? And the way it goes, at least for me, is I'm a universe building kind of guy, okay? I'm a history kind of guy. You know, I want to have the back issues. I want to understand the context in which these new issues are taking place, if any. I mean, in some cases, you know, maybe there's just not a new comic book coming out for your your favorite team or your favorite character or just, you know, whatever. So, but you you get the idea. I want to know what the background is for this stuff. I want to know how history has shaped this character into what is coming out at least in theory month after month after month right that's where i'm coming from and so for me back issues have always been key you know it's not that the new issues don't matter far from it in fact but it's just that i want to know about the background i want to know about the history i want to know about the world building and all of that fun stuff and so that's just where, where I've always been coming from as a, as a comic book fan, as a comic book reader, as a comic book collector, right? And so to kind of tie this back in with the speculators of the late 80s and early 90s, you would see them around. And sometimes in the, in the just fucking weirdest of places, you would see uh, speculators that are hawking you know, this new image comic book, or this Chromium cover Marvel comic book, or, you know, whatever it is that they're slinging. And there were times when my needs as a comic book reader could be satisfied with what the speculators had to offer. I'll give you an example. When I was trying to get caught up, basically, it was the summer of 1990 or actually not even the summer of 1993 we're going into the summer of 1993 but not quite there yet and i was basically trying to get caught up on uh, superman titles that had come out basically there were those four famous issues of uh, the superman titles that came out action comics number 687 uh, superman the man of steel number 22 superman number 78 and adventures of superman number 501. They all came out on the same day, which was kind of a rare thing for uh, the Superman titles, but there was some marketing shit that went into that, and I'll probably get into that at some point in another episode, but point is, all those all those comics came out on the same day, and I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off, trying to find all four issues. Now, like I say, as a... Let me think. I was 12 years old when those, when those comics came out, and so it was a real pain in the ass to track down even one new superman issue in a, in in a given month but tracking down four brand new issues that came down that, that came out all in one day this my friends is a challenge so i was running all over the place and you know with my mom we were going on errands over here we were going on errands over there errands errands and more errands all of which are her errands because It's good to be king. She's the adult, and she's the one with the driver's license. She's the one that gets uh, to decide where we go, how we get there, and all of that stuff. You know, if there's one thing that pisses me off, it's not being the captain of my own destiny. And boy, was that made clear to me when I was trying to find those four issues of the Superman books. It was just a pain in my ass. But, fortune smiled, and I found myself at a supermarket. And for those of you who are... Familiar, not just with Texas, but specifically with Houston. The supermarket at which I found myself. This was a Fiesta. It was located at the just about at the intersection of 249 and FM 1960. So I honestly I don't think it's there anymore. But at least at that time it was there, and at least at that time they had a little bit of a. I don't know, like a speculator who, who had set up shop in sort of like part of the lobby of, uh, of the supermarket, because that's ultimately what Fiesta was. It was a supermarket, right? And they'd had a, a speculator who set up shop there, and he was slinging, um, you know, let me think, what was it? Uh, some of the big books at the time, uh, Death Blow, whatever issues of Spawn were coming out at the time, those were probably there, uh, The Max. Basically a shit ton of of uh, image comics. And then on the Marvel side, you know, you've got the usual run of fairly recent Spider-Man issues, fairly recent X-Men issues, probably not very much Avengers, Iron Man, and stuff like that. Boy, has the market changed since then, but at that time, it's strange to think of it now, but at least at that time, the Avengers weren't, and the Avengers-related Titles; those were not necessarily blue chip books in the comic book world. Now, these days, I don't think anybody would say that those are almost worthless comics. But back then, those were just not Marvel's top sellers, y'all. That's just that's the way things were back then. So I don't remember seeing a whole lot of Avengers or a whole lot of Thor or or, or Cap or any of that stuff. It was it was primarily Spider-Man. And it was anything to do with the X-Men. So there you go. And honestly, when it comes to, Bat, uh, to DC, a lot of that probably comes back to Batman. I think that was probably uh, DC's blue chip uh, comic in, back in those days. And so there was a lot of Batman stuff that was getting that these speculators were were hoarding up and slinging at. Like I say, just the weirdest places, up to and including, in this case, a supermarket. And, like I said before, there were instances where my, where me, as a comic book reader, sometimes my needs could be satisfied by the speculator market, and this is one of those times. The speculator who'd, who'd set up shop inside of Fiesta, again, 249 and FM 1960 for the two or three of you who are interested. They were selling all four of these Superman comics that were up there. You know, like I say, Action Six Eighty Seven, Man of Steel Twenty Two, Superman Seventy Eight, Adventures Five O Two, or Five O One, and so all four of them were up there. And so, great. Now I found I found the comics, and now I found myself in a strange quandary because I could only, I only had money on me to uh, to buy one of them. There are four to choose from. So which one is it going to be? And it actually took some time for me to figure it out, but I eventually decided which one of those I wanted to buy. And so settled on that. And then that was pretty much it. But it does remain true that generally speaking, this speculator was of otherwise no utility to me whatsoever because he's only selling the new stuff. Well, that's great if you need the new stuff, as I did on that particular day. But generally speaking, like I said before, for me, back issues are king. And one thing that most speculators just did not specialize in, especially back then, was back issues. So if you're just trying to fill fill in a hole in your collection, just some obscure, random, otherwise meaningless, and, and some would say worthless issue of Daredevil volume 1. This is the one issue that's standing between you and having a complete run of Daredevil. It's a statistical improbability, I would almost say impossibility, that some speculator fuckwit is going to have the one issue of Daredevil volume 1 that you need to fill in your run. They it, they didn't really specialize in in back issues. Now, yes, there would be the occasional exception to that. But even then, it's, you know, even the exceptions tend to prove the rule. Number one, the exceptions, it's not like they've got shit tons and shit tons of back issues. And number two, the back issues are really just there to be extra money for the guy. He's trying to clean out his collection of a bunch of shit that he doesn't want. He's really there to sell you the new stuff. Here's another war story. There was a guy who uh, set up a sort of a a kiosk in, in the mall. Again, he was another speculator. Um, he's, he's slinging all the latest, uh, image books, Spawn and the Max, Youngblood, Cyberforce, you know, all of this stuff. Uh, he's slinging all that. He's got plenty of that. But what if you're in the market for, let me think, um, something obscure like Batman number 378. What is Batman number 378 about? Fucked if I know. But I do know that it came out like in 1985 or something like that. And the odds of this guy having a copy of it anywhere in his little, his his kiosk, slim to none. Now, yeah, the guy had a teeny tiny microscopic little back issue selection. And again, he was just cleaning out his back issues of a bunch of bullshit that he didn't want anymore. It's not that he had a vast catalog of stuff that w- that would have been appealing to somebody like me. He just had a bunch of shit that he didn't want anymore, and if he could sell it out of his kiosk, well, so much the better. But he was really there to sell the public new issues, right? The new Death Blow. The new Gen 13, if that was even out yet. Um, the new, uh, I don't know, Shadowhawk. You know, just a bunch of fucking bullshit titles that, let's face it, these days most people just don't really care about very much, right? That's what they're there to sell you. You know, back in the, like I say, the late 80s and into the early 90s, right? That's what these speculators are really there to sell you. And so, like I say, there are instances where my needs will align, my needs as a comic book reader will align with the merchandise that a speculator has on hand But generally speaking, speculators were worthless to me, and I was worthless to them. The exceptions that I just told you, the exceptions prove the rule, guys. The fact is that I want back issues. I want the complete run of something. I want to understand the story. I want to understand these characters. Figure out where they're coming from. What's the context of the new issue that came out this month? What's the context of, of that issue and how does it relate to what's come before? Back issues, the, it's only back issues that, that will be able to tell you that, that will be able to answer those questions for you. And so this along with the fact that I just think it's kind of cool to have a complete run of this, that, or the other thing. That to me is just kind of what gets my jets going as a as a comic book fan. And I dare say it's always been that way. Now, to kind of bring things a little bit more up to date a little bit like i say i remain a comic book reader and to whatever degree you want to quantify this a comic book collector but i've basically switched completely over to digital right that's where i'm coming from these days so when it's time for me to start looking around for the issues that i want to buy i'm firing up my comicsology app or i'm firing up my dc app or whatever and here again I'm kind of reminded of the experiences that I had when I was a kid, when there were instances when the speculators could be useful to me. But by and large, you know, it's just, this is not a very good match. And lest anybody think that I'm talking about Marvel, no, I am not talking about Marvel. Because guys, look, I'm not going to break my piggy bank open and, and then go broke buying all of these Marvel back issues that I... Uh, that, that I'm interested in. But I've begun amassing, you know, uh, some, some Marvel stuff. There's going to be more to come. But I've basically been buying these things. No, I'm not using the Marvel Unlimited app. I've got my reasons. And you know what? Fuck you. I don't owe you an explanation on that. It's enough for you to know that what I want from this stuff as a comic book fan is something that Marvel Unlimited is just by nature of what it is incapable of giving me because I want ownership and you don't get ownership not with Marvel Unlimited. Now you'll get it lives up to the name. You get fucking you get everything. Everything Marvel has ever published. That's that's the marketing line anyway. Now is that actually true? I don't really know, but I'll tell you one thing. Everything that I've been looking for on the Marvel app, I've been able to find with the greatest of ease. And I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about here. <clears throat> I'm just, I just pulled this up at random. I'm looking at my phone right now. And I've got uh, Amazing Spider-Man, number one, up through number 16, just as a complete run all by itself. Now, And I've got like a patchwork of other back issues in there as well. Uh, a couple of annuals, and a couple of Todd McFarlane issues, you know, the McFarlane-McElhinney run on uh, Amazing Spider-Man, because I just love that run, but mostly it's all these really, really early issues, a lot of which, I believe it or not, I've never actually read, and so that's where I'm going, and so just as I remember to do it, you know, I add in, you know, a couple more Amazing Spider-Man back issues, and a couple of more Amazing Spider-Man back issues, or actually, you know what, maybe it's not even Amazing Spider-Man, Maybe it's Ms. Marvel, you know the two thousand six series, or maybe it's uh, Uncanny X Men, you know the uh, early onset of the Claremont run. Maybe that's what I'll uh, I'll pick up just whenever I I remember to do it, you know. Just on and on and on. But my my point is to say that you know there's plenty of stuff in here to choose from with uh, the Marvel app. I just I dig this app. This is a, this is a uh, in my opinion it's a it's a, a superior product and. You know, whether you, you go the unlimited route or if you just want to buy the issues piecemeal like I'm doing, no matter what it is you want from Marvel, I can pretty well guarantee your satisfaction with it up to and including, I would imagine, the uh, new issues. Now, like I say, I'm not really buying a whole lot of new issues for me. It's all about the back issues, but it looks like they got the new issues up here too. So all in all, this looks like, like, like I say, this just looks like a superior product. Then you start getting into DC, and I'm going to be real honest with you guys. Like I say, what I want is uh, a complete run, or as complete a run as I can hope to get. You know, um, these things are going to take time. I realize that, but ultimately, that's what I'm that's what I'm aiming for. Okay, I want the complete run on something. All right, so let's just pick a. Uh, you know what? Let's just uh, 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 pick a uh, title at random here, and let's just see what we can come up with. All right. I just uh, this is uh, uh, Batman Volume One, which obviously ran from 1940 until 2011. Uh, let's let's uh, see what we've got here. Uh, of course, it's going to make me download the fucking comic book because. I swear, this fucking app. It's like, right from the jump, this thing's pissing me off. Um, But whatever, let's see here, series details. All right, let's see. Uh, Scrolling through this thing, which is just by itself kind of a pain in my ass. But uh, anyway, Um, yeah, so uh, here we go, single issues, right? Uh, So it starts off Batman number one, and then from there, you get, uh, I'll... I'll be fair and honest and say that, you know, you're getting a uh, a pretty decent little run of of issues here. It starts off at number 1 and it looks like it goes pretty solid and consecutive. Let's see. I'm at issue number 30, so issues number 1 to 30, I'm going, I'm going going up to 40. And up to 46, so Batman number one through forty six, that is up on the DC app. You can check these issues out anytime you want. You can buy them for a buck ninety nine, which is a pretty decent price, I'd say. And uh, you're looking all right. So Batman number forty six, number one through forty six, pretty good. Then from there it goes to fifty nine, then to one thirty nine, then to one fifty three, one fifty six, one fifty nine, one sixty four. 165, 66, 67. Okay, so we're starting to get a little bit more uh, sequential and unbroken. Up, ah, 171 to 179. Just fucking on and on and on and on. You know, you've got all of these little um, holes in, uh, in the run of uh, Batman comics. And if you're looking to get a complete run of uh, Batman comics, guys, I hate to say it, but you're not going to get it from the DC app. Now, Look, in good conscience, I cannot recommend that anybody use torrents or any of that other shit, but I'm going to be real honest with you guys. That's probably just about the only cost-effective way of getting your hands on the complete run of Batman back issues, just because, guys, it's been nearly 10 fucking years, okay? 10 years, and throughout this whole process, apparently DC can't be fucking bothered to put uh to open up their their archives open up their vaults and put it all up on the app meanwhile as far as i can tell and i reserve the right to be wrong here but as far as i can tell everything that marvel comics has ever fucking published can be found and purchased on their app lickety split don't have a fit it's easy to find on the marvel app whereas with dc it's you get a lot of haphazard, patchwork, scattershot type of shit, you know, you can find one issue easily enough, but the issue right after, oh, tough shit, can't find that. Now, a lot of the stuff that I'm interested in in reading right now, just to be fair to everybody involved here, uh, a lot of my reading preferences and just where the fanboy muse has taken me right now is uh, the Legion of Superheroes, and they have, as far as I can tell, just about everything to do with the legion of superheroes that there's ever been. Although even that to be honest with you that's more of a um of a guess on my part. Just at random, I'm going to do a search for the for that Cosmic Boy mini series from the 1980s. Let's see if I can find it cuz I'm not at all sure if I can. Honestly, I haven't even looked. But um okay, yeah, so they've got that yeah, it looks like they've got the uh, Cosmic Boy mini series from the 80s, so that's up there. So what about the Karate Kid miniseries? Let's see if they've got that. Because again, I haven't checked on this. I mean, I'm finding out at the same time that you guys are here. So let's see. Karate Kid, Karate Kid, Karate Kid. Okay, so they've got the Cosmic Boy miniseries from the 80s, but not the not the Karate Kid miniseries from the 80s. So, okay. But whatever. I mean, the point is they've got a ton of Legion stuff up there. So whatever it is that you that, that you want to read that involves the Legion of Superheroes, odds are it's on the DCF. Now, we just established one exception, but there are still some other things, a lot of other things, in fact, that they've got up there. For instance, um, that that Abnett Lanning, uh, the Legion ongoing series from that ran from 2001 to 2004, where the post-zero hour Legion returns to Earth, they've got a complete run of that. So that's pretty good. And at some point, I, I really do need to check that series out because I've heard it, it really is quality stuff. So let's see. They've got uh, Legion of Superheroes Volume 3. They've got Volume 2. They've got Final Crisis, Legion of Three Worlds. They've got Volume 4, which is simultaneously the five years later stuff as well as it became the post-Zero Hour stuff, Legion Secret Origin from 2011. Who gives a fuck about that? God. Uh, And just on and on and on. My point is, though, they've got a ton of stuff, like the 3-boot, Batman 66 meets the Legion of Superheroes, just all that fun stuff. They've got that stuff. All right? So so my point is, if what you're looking for is uh, some Legion comics, guys, the DC app has plenty to choose from. All right, plenty to choose from, believe me. But when it comes to a lot of marquee type characters Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, Aquaman, Green Lantern, The Flash, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, you know, they just don't have a ton of that stuff up there, okay? They just fucking don't. And the reason this kind of bothers me is because it's bad enough that Marvel has basically taken their belt off and made Warner Brothers their bitch at the box office. I mean, how many billions of dollars have all these MCU movies gross collectively while uh, Warner Brothers just can't seem to get the plane off the ground with the DCEU, or for that matter, too much of anything else that they've touched. But now, the, the respective comic book apps, the Marvel, uh, the Marvel app and DC app, these things too, Marvel is just, is just killing it, guys. Everything that I want from Marvel, and in fact, everything I don't want from Marvel, all that bullshit and more is easy to find on the Marvel app, and you know what? Doesn't even cost all that much. Whereas the prices look to be just about the same on the DC side, but the selection is nowhere near as expansive. And one of the reasons that burns my balls like you just wouldn't believe is the fact that, guys, DC, I don't give a flying fuck how, you know, what kind of penal envy Marvel has uh, over DC with this. DC ultimately has been around a lot longer than Marvel has, and yet, for some reason... DC just has less stuff available on their app. Now, to give everybody involved the benefit of the doubt, I'm willing to consider the fact that there could be some legal shit that's going on with this, all right? There could be some legal issues surrounding all of this that need to get ironed out before these other issues can get put up there, all right? But here's what I know for sure. I love that New Adventures of Superboy... Uh, Title by Carrie Bates and Kurt Schaffenberger that was coming out in the early to mid 80s. Man, I fucking love that series. That was a good series. Can't find too much of it. You can't, Or at least you can't find a complete run on the DC app. You can only find like a couple of issues, mostly from the end of the run, and then that's that. That's the end of it. Um, Here's another one. Uh, you, you guys remember that Superboy TV show from the late 80s and early 90s? Guys, a lot of people tend to forget this, but that spawned an ongoing comic book series, and it lasted for a couple of years. I mean, I think it, basically, it lasted until the the uh, end of the TV show itself. So it ran, it ran two years that I can think of, but maybe three years. It's just kind of hard to remember. But either way, that comic book, Superboy the comic book, it was around for quite a while. None. Literally none of those issues are anywhere to be found on the DC app. All right. Uh, okay, fine. What about uh, what about pre-crisis Superboy? You like Superboy Volume One. What about that stuff? Nope. You can find plenty of Superboy and the Legion when the title changed and the Legion gradually began taking over Superboy's comic book. You can find that stuff. I I, I should say fairly easily, but. The basically the pre-Legion stuff, nope, that Superboy stuff is nowhere to be found. And again, there could be some legal considerations that are going on there. I'm willing to consider that. But guys, at the end of the day, I don't really care about legal considerations. I just want to read the fucking comics, okay? That's all I care about. And right now, the way that it is, no matter what DC sob story might be, they're not on the fucking app, okay? That pisses me off. So there's that to deal with. And then, like I said... They've got scattershot. Uh, they've got a scattershot run of Batman, a, a scattershot run of Detective Comics, of Action Comics, Adventures of Superman. Uh, you name it, they've got it. Uh, or for that matter, you name it, they probably they may not have it. You know, so it's just it, and it just got it. It just it reminds me of the speculators where if I want to use the DC app to go in there and, and, and buy new issues, you know, something to do with rebirth or convergence or any of that other fucking bullshit that I just don't care about and I'm never going to pay money for. Man, I can find that stuff easy peasy. But man, you know, you want to find, uh, let me think. Uh, uh, like I say, a complete run of Detective Comics. Woe is you, dude, because they don't have it. Uh, they've got a lot of issues up there, to be fair. They've got a lot of issues up there, but not even close to a complete run. And that just bothers me, okay? There's no good reason for this stuff to not be up there. They've had 10 fucking years to figure out and resolve all these legal issues that may or may not be responsible for these uh, comics not being on their app. Guys, they've had almost 10 years to figure that shit out. And you mean to tell me at no point along the way did they ever did they ever come to some kind of a settlement? Are they even trying? And, and so it's like, look, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I can't say what's being discussed behind closed doors. All I know is I want to read the fucking comics and... It just like with the speculators, odds are I can't say odds are, but there's a really good chance that the DC app doesn't have the back issues, just like the speculators probably didn't, you know, and just like the speculators, the new stuff that, that is easy to find and plentiful supply. Just as it would be with the speculators from the early 90s, but it's like the stuff that I really care about, the world building stuff, the myth building stuff, the history the canon, the continuity. Eh, No, that stuff, maybe they've got it, but maybe they don't. Just kind of depends. And it's just, it's a weird experience that, you know, it's been all these years later, almost half my life, and it's like in a weird kind of way, I'm almost right back to where I first started as a comic book fan. And it's just, this is just a weird experience, guys. I mean, if you'd asked me like 10 years ago, you know, where do you see yourself as a comic book reader in, you know, 10 years from now? Exactly where I am is would not have been my answer. Exactly where I am right now, that would never have crossed my mind 10 years ago. But here we are. This is the hand I've been dealt, and so guess I got to play it. But I don't know. It's just overall, this has just been um, a not necessarily completely satisfying experience. Like I say, I can find enough of the stuff that I really enjoy to to make it worth my while to continue using the DC app but guys, something's got to give alright something's got to give because I want to read those uh, uh, Doug Minch, Gene Colan issues of Batman from the early to mid 80s and they don't have a complete run of that and maybe not today maybe not tomorrow but someday that's going to be an issue for me and then what am I going to do and I don't have a real good answer for that. So, and no, I don't consider. I'm not trying to sound like I'm looking down my nose at anybody. I'm just saying that for me personally, torrents are not the answer. Okay, you guys are welcome to do whatever you want to do. I'm not here to judge you. I'm just saying that I'm done with torrents. I, I don't want to have anything to do with that stuff. I'm gonna own it legally, or I'm just not gonna get it. Okay, that's how it's gonna work for uh, with me from now on. So. And again just to say it that way makes me sound like the biggest fucking douchebag in history so you know apologies i don't want to come off like that but anyway so but that's that's pretty much that so anyway this is one of those times when i'm going to go ahead and actively solicit uh, some listener feedback on this i want to know where you guys are coming from with all this those of you who use these apps and you're coming at this from kind of the same standpoint that i am that what you want is like the you want the back issues you want the old stuff you don't necessarily care as much about the new stuff you know how how has your experience been using all of these different apps and stuff you know if you've been using them what's your experience been like you know tell me about it you can reach me at trenis at gmail.com that's tr E-N-T-U-S-M-H-E-N-U-S TrentusMagnus at gmail.com Send me an email and just let me know. I want to find out about this because, guys, I refuse to believe I'm the only one who's a little bit pissed off about goings-on with all these different apps and everything. But uh, anyway, I think that's pretty much enough ranting for me for right now. God knows this episode has gone on long, en- long enough. It's gone on a lot longer than I intended it to be. This was supposed to be closer to 20 minutes, but... Anyway, so like I say, just go ahead and send me an email. Let me know what you think about all this. But otherwise, I think that's pretty much it for me. So bye, everybody. I'll see you next time. feel free to email me, and I might consider thinking about the possibility of potentially discussing whatever you have in mind someday, and that's a promise. Since we're on the subject of feedback, Trentus Magnus Punches Reality can be found on iTunes just by searching for Trentus Magnus Punches Reality. Won't you take a moment to rate my show on iTunes? That helps new listeners find the show. and. Just in case you don't think that I've given you enough shit to click on just yet, you can sponsor my show simply by going to twotruefreaks.com. There you can find the PayPal button, donate any amount at all, specify that you're sending Magnus some monetary love, and you will be an official sponsor of my show's very next episode. With your message read in the show's opener. It's that easy. And there's no minimum donation. Be a Trenus Magnus show sponsor today. I don't have a Patreon, because if you think that I hate Twitter, boy, just wait till you hear what I think of Patreon. So if you want to throw some bucks my way, the Two True Freaks PayPal link is the way to do it. The contents of this podcast are fictitious, hypothetical, and probably completely unnecessary. Any similarity to living persons or real life events is purely coincidental and void where prohibited by law, some assembly required, batteries not included, many will enter, few will win. The white zone is for passenger loading and unloading only. All models are over the age of 18. Trenis Magnus Punches Reality is a Magnus Media Enterprises Limited production in association with De Mansocor of Milan, Italy.